and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. First one for this week. We're glad you are along with us here in the 1.30 Eastern hour on a Monday. How was your weekend, Britt? How was your weekend, everybody? How, Have a good weekend. Only five good, more man. days till the weekend now. I got to tell you, those XFL games were fantastic. Let's review them. <laughs> one by one. All right. Uh, boy, where where do you want to start? You know, I uh, uh, was talking to my older older brother, Mark, on Saturday. He lives out in Southern Southern California. And he said, well, have you watched uh, everything, everywhere, and all that, whatever it is? And I said, no. I said, we haven't seen it. But you know what? I feel like maybe we should watch it tonight, meaning Saturday. Mm -hmm. Since, you know, I I think I'm into my uh, 38th year of, if I do watch the Academy Awards, I haven't seen nine out of ten movies that are under consideration. and it's kind of not fair to make decisions the last moment based on, you know, nine second clips that they show during the Oscars. We'll see this one. Um, So we started to watch it on Saturday, Jane and I, and, and we bailed after we we went for, for an hour and then, then Holy shit. I can't Um, believe you guys tapped out on that. That was a great movie. I found it annoying. Oh I found God. it a conglomeration of every Marvel, every special effect bullshit moment. If if I had a heart condition, Jesus, it would have triggered a heart attack from the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I I know what they're doing. I understand that it wasn't for us. You never got to the hot dog fingers? Right. You never made it to yes, that? Yes, I did get to you that. Got the hot dog oh, oh, that boy, that was so funny. No, just it was no. It was gross. I thought no. the it was such a uniquely refreshing and it's yeah. not the kind of movie that I would normally like. Now the person I was with, she's a big sci-fi person. There's a lot of sci-fi in there. There's musicals. There's almost every genre of movie in that thing. And I I just thought it was fantastic. You know what that means? That means it's nothing. Oh, that's right. That's one. Yes, that's right. Because everybody else is the outlier. You're the right one. Welcome to Brad's life. Everybody doesn't love that. It won like 20 awards, dude. It's been a very successful film. All of the critics loved it. I don't care. I don't care. Obviously. Anyway, for the rest of humanity. You can have it. It's tremendous. The performances are very good, as was affirmed. By all the awards that it won. Yeah, because Brit the Academy Awards are definitely the uh Okay. The 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 final judge on on what is I'll I'll let you I'll let you tell me the, I'll let you tell me what the Academy missed over the years. I'm ready. Brit don't don't I'm, don't I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah, for I your came criticism. with a list, Brit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's a fantastic film. It's a unique storytelling, and it's really. Well, I, yeah, I'm glad well, that it I won guess what for it you, won. you coastal liberals, you really, you really got into that multicultural bullshit. Half <laughs> kung fu movie, half Marvel. Oh, oh, stop it! So the problem was with the Asians. Was there a kung fu problem there, Mister Trump, or what was not it? At all. What's, what? Not, not, not at all. But if you're going to tell me a mommy daughter 
love story, just tell it to me. <laughs> now, did you when you when you finished the, when you turned the film off and went to something else? Did you go out on the porch and go, "Hey, get off my porch"? Did you did you do that to the neighborhood or were you? No, no, were you I, I do not have to defer to you and your utter arrogance. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly isn't about me. I mean, it's certainly there's there's like a lot of people shouting at you that this is a really good movie. This is like an excellent movie. <laughs> is that uh, how you live your life? Lots of no, other people but, like something, so therefore I must like it. Or I don't want to be on the outside. I don't want. I be, happen to be. I happen to be the guy this time that's with uh, with the. Yeah, yeah you just happen to time. be that. Way. I just uh, most of the time I'm way yeah. over here and there. You, usually, you like the uh, the L.A. Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, the Las the Vegas LA Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> you know, it's not 1993 anymore. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> anyway i'm glad it won all the awards that it won and if it hadn't i would still like the film and i thought it was very good and uh angela bassett ageless wonder what does that mean Mm. fantastic and what about uh what about jimmy Uh, you know what jimmy kimmel you know he actually he's a great host he's very comfortable you notice that i mean he really he's got that that kind of thing down well but but in the end, he can't help but lapse into the morning zoo disc jockey that sure. he truly is. And he can't go for the full three and a half hours, whatever the length of the show was, without doing something so blindingly stupid that if he was on the radio still working for some moronic program director, the kind that we used to work for, he would have been <laughs> called into the office. He would have been called into the office given a cardboard box and told to take his shit out because it was obviously his idea thinking it was really funny, really funny to ask a Malala, the great uh, peace activist, Nobel peace prize winner. Yeah. Right. A question about which of course she would know nothing about. And, it was just stupid, and it laid there like an egg, and she gave for her the correct answer, very appropriate, and he looked like a moron. He, 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 I mean, he looked like a moron with his dick in his hands, and he didn't know what to do. So what did he do? He doubled down. Hey, let's bring the cocaine bear and have, yeah, let's Brit, that is such morning zoo shock jock shit in the middle of that and he didn't need to do it he didn't need that he didn't need that there are so many people but in the, that audience that you could fuck around with and he picked her who thought that would work who thought that Malala. would be a funny thing to ask her about something that she would know nothing about nor would she care about it if she knew about it and she was not going to give a co. It was just so stupid. It was just get in my office, Jimmy. You had a nice run. Your severance is two months. Get out. That's what would happen get, uh, if you did that it, in, in radio. Can we can we back get back to the Scientology jokes about Tom Cruise, Jimmy? We, I can always take another wheelbarrow full of those. I was thinking that was going to happen. I was thinking, you know, when they said uh, at the beginning of the show, when. Um, you know, they talked about the security and 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 substitute people, blah blah. And I thought, yeah, yeah, the the uh, head of Scientology, that David uh, uh, Miss Cabbage guy, 
who you see all the time, that that creep, that he was going to come out and accept for Tom Cruise if Cruise would have won the the uh, acting award, a Scientology, but uh, it didn't happen. Speaking of guys getting fired from radio, this happened. Uh, Brent Axe used to host a uh, sports wait, talk wait, show. Wait, up wait, in- wait, you can't fire a guy named Axe. He does. That's what he was doing. already been Axe. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Axe is a guy who did a show from four to six on sports talk radio in Syracuse, and uh, he's been fired because he was too negative about the home team. Uh, he also writes for Syracuse.com. Surprisingly, this comes a day after they announced that newly retired head coach Jim Beheim of Syracuse would be joining the station and making more appearances on the show. So I'm sure there's no correlation there. Jim Beheim, by the way, also an investor in the company that owns those radio stations. And all right. I can go two directions on this. Why sure. the fuck are you talking about this? Well, because well, you brought cares. up Jimmy Kimmel and you, and you brought up shock jocks and Jimmy getting fired. Everybody saw Jimmy. Everybody knows what that's that's about. Yes, yes. But you is, talked about the, the, the this bull, is just the another idiot who mouthed off and got big footed by big money and the big corporation and the big guy coming in. That's well, it's 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 Galaxy Broadcasting. By the way, Jim Beheim started being an investor in this company in 2018. So Jim Jim Beheim looked around and said, "You're you saying things that I'm going to just say." So. Keep going. <laughs> Jim Beheim looked around five years ago and went, you know, it's a good investment terrestrial radio. I'm going to put my money in that. And then he so, got his feelings hurt. And then he got know, to have this oh guy. Fired. He isn't going to invest in some cutting edge movie like everything everywhere all at once. He wouldn't get it either. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to make any money. He's allergic to money, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's allergic to cash. It. By the way, in your defense, I do believe that that, that movie everywhere – is the highest grossing best picture in a long time. Yeah. In a long time. I think it made a, a hundred million dollars. It's not a blockbuster, but pretty good. And uh, so I'll, I'll give you points, points for that. But, but uh, I'll give you no quarter for bringing up a fucking local nobody you've never heard of. And I've it's, never heard of it's and, Brent and, Axe. And with it on this podcast. No, it's you're Brent, no. It's Brent Axe. He's gone, Brent. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. The let funny him, thing about the funny him, thing about the let, story him at, let him work at Chipotle. They're working. Sure uh, they're, they're, he's, they're writing on Syracuse.com, which for, he works for, and they're Keep quoting going, the guy who fired him. We want to hear more. We want to hear good. more about this. You're, you're going to like this. And thanks for cock blocking it the entire time because that's going to make it better. So he, he's writing on Syracuse.com. They're reporting on Syracuse.com, and the guy Levine who fired him goes, "Well, he was just too negative and he was too bad." And I'm a Syracuse fan. I want to hear good stuff about Syracuse on the radio. And the people at Syracuse.com write. Uh, well, and, and he said, uh, the guy who fired him goes, I wish he was just as affectionate as he was about his Buffalo Bills. And the guy on Syracuse.com goes, well, Syracuse has been very poor lately, and Buffalo has not. <laughs> that would be the difference. <laughs> All right, saying, I'm done. Wait, 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 hang on. Are you saying that the injustices didn't stop when we got run out of the business? See, see I brought you back around. I knew I would. Now that you now that you say that, I go, wow. Let's call him up. Let's have him on. <laughs> let's have the great Brent Axe on. Yeah. We got from May. Shut let's, up let's, about let's talking get, about this guy. His, maybe he has inside information on why Beheim really hated being in Greensboro all those years. <laughs> That's right. That's our angle on this. It was from from Jim Beheim's favorite city. Yeah. And we'll reach out to Brent Axe. All right. Um you want some Trump news? Well, there's always stupid Trump news. Yeah. Um, 
I think Donald Trump is the the only the only person that, that I know of that in the last uh, 48 hours has decided to cheer for more bank failures and a financial meltdown in the country. Yeah. He's the only one. He's the only one. I mean, you can discuss how, why, what needs to be done, all these kinds of things. But only Trump, only Trump would be such a piece of shit that he would uh, uh, think that this was to his political advantage. Because remember, from the world of only I can fix it would come this. Here he is on his uh, little truthless social. Uh, do you need me? To, should I scream when he capitalizes? Is that the way to do this? <laughs> yeah, do your Jerry you Lewis do? thing. Do the Jerry Lewis thing when you do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, with what is happening in our economy and with the proposals being made on the largest and dumbest tax increase in the history of the USA times five, Joe Biden will go down as the Herbert Hoover of the modern age. By the way, Herbert Hoover wasn't just capitalized. It was, um, you know, twice as uh, vivid. What do you call that when, when you, uh, when you bold. make it black or darker, whatever? It's in bold. In bold, that's it. We will have a Great Depression far bigger and more powerful than that of 1929. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. We know he has a limited vocabulary, but whoever described a depression as powerful and who would ever describe a worse economic situation as more powerful than that of 1929 as proof the banks are already starting to collapse with uh, three exclamation points right after that so he's all in he is all in and of course this deflects from the uh, the fact that that he along with 67 US senators back in 2018 signed on to legislation that uh, helped defang the uh, regulations that were put in place right after the 2008 2007 2008 meltdown of the economy that almost really did become a true true honest to goodness collapse and it allowed uh, all the banks, except for the giant ones, to start getting a little bit more risky, a little bit more uh, gambling, you might say, with the uh, funds that were being deposited there. And some people think that's part of this uh, this collapse. But it's not Donald Trump's fault. We can't blame Donald Trump singularly. But his hands are always in everything. And don't worry, he'll never take responsibility for anything. So we probably don't need to... Uh, bother with that little thing um this was them repealing the dodd frank bill they would they would for years bitch about dodd frank and how awful well, they, it didn't, was. well they didn't repeal they didn't repeal the whole thing yeah. that's the point they they uh, uh you know a bank of america or or jp morgan or, or or citibank or wells far you know the giant ones uh they are still held to extremely strict standards and as a result uh they don't do the kinds of things that these uh, mid-level and smaller banks are able to do if they choose to do so. And uh, as always, people will always take advantage of, of whatever they can get away with. And there you go. Here we are. And 
you know, who knows what the outcome of this will be. I would hate to see the outcome in it if, you know, it could end up where you know, we don't want to be. You know, Canada, I think Canada has very few banks now. Okay. They have, they have tons of consolidation up there and, and all kinds of, of, of bad and, and people say, well, we don't want to be like Canada. Well, maybe we do. Bad <laughs> so after all. Um, and we don't, don't want to be. We don't want to get down to just four banks. We don't. You don't want it to be like Canada, except in terms of I don't know, healthcare, beer. gun beer. control, education, beer. <laughs> other, beer. Other than that, we don't really. There's yeah. the. Uh, I put up that graphic. There's a uh, President Biden. Uh, he's speaking publicly, saying the the banking system is safe. He did uh, blame Trump for Silicon Valley bank failure, as you just pointed out, for various reasons. You're hearing a lot of Democrats say, and they've got the clip, they've got the receipts of Trump talking about how it was great and it was going to be great to uh, take those laws down and defang, as you were talking about all that stuff. Uh, so they've, yeah. they've got all of that information. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. We are where we are right now, all right? And uh, as you know, uh, Donald Trump's vice president, Mike Pence, in a courageous moment, extremely Do you like this one? Mike Pence really finally said the things that we wanted to hear him say, that President Trump will be held accountable by history for all the things he did. So where did he say it? Let me play the, oh, I'm sorry, there is no- there's not any recording of it because he said it off the record at an event where there's no video or audio anyway, this annual gridiron dinner, which is, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's the equivalent of the Illuminati uh, meeting behind closed doors and you're not welcome. Okay. Right. That's, that's what it is. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Pence. I don't give a shit about what the history books are going to say 20, 30, 50, or 100 years from now, what history is going to say. I care about the fact that you don't want to hold him accountable right now, and you have the capability of doing so, and you had when the January 6th committee called you to testify, and you said, nip, not going to do it, can't, can't do it, and now you're trying to avoid a subpoena to speak to a grand jury about this it okay I, I can't speak to the grand jury about everything that i know that is true that i've actually said for the most part in public and in a book that i've already written and i could never have testified in front of the january 6th committee about those same things but don't worry after the country becomes a dictatorship and a full-blown autocracy like hungary or russia the history books will will, will uh, straighten it all out, and Trump will get the blame. Good for them. Good for them. And if I can do anything to make sure that Trump doesn't get doesn't get the uh, full weight of the law coming down upon him by avoiding the obvious, which is testifying, I'm going to do that. But wow, what courage Mike Pence showed! Right? Did, can you believe that? Can you believe the fucking I, I, headlines on that? That's a, that's a ridiculous narrative. Anybody that buy, I mean, if, if if there's anybody in the media that really is pushing that, that, that's part of the problem with the media, right there. Is that's that's just stupid. That's preposterous. And I'm also that. Hey, a 1970s reference. God's going to get you for that, Walter. That's yeah. basically what Mike Mike Pence is saying to Donald Trump. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm with you. How about you? How about you help us get him, dumbass, while we're here on Earth? <laughs> 
No, Britsy, you don't understand this. History, 50 years from now, that's yeah. that's really all that matters. <laughs> that, that's really. You remember when Lincoln said, well, history is going to show that slavery was a bad thing. I don't need to do anything about it now. I remember what FDR said. You know, there's some bad shit going on in Germany, but I think uh, history is going to judge that guy pretty badly. So I think we'll just hands off on that. Well, that's probably not the best comparison. No, still, but still. For a long time, we kind of did not. Yeah, but then we did something about it. USA, USA, USA. All right. Uh, when the bank uh, story broke, uh, and developed on Friday, the first thing everybody did was, well, did Jim Cramer ever recommend this stock, this bank stock? And of course they found a clip from him from just forever, oh, six weeks ago. Uh, and he did say, and he had a list of about 10 stocks, and it was one of the 10, and he made a quick remark about it. So he got... He got garroted uh, for having been the guy that, that that recommended this stock six weeks ago. If you watch his show and you buy automatically when he recommends something, you have a problem. Okay, it's your problem. Um, and uh, I was trying to read about this a little bit more, and it turns out, and this is the the uh, entertaining part of this. Not not that because you know he. He touts and trashes so many stocks. I mean, you can you're going to be wrong whatever percentage of the time. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but just ten days ago, this uh, this company, this investment firm, came out with two ETFs, exchange traded funds. One's an anti Jim Cramer ETF, and the other is a pro Jim Cramer ETF. One buys the stocks that. Kramer talks about favorably you can they and then the other one goes the other direction anytime Kramer says something favorable about something they short the stock they bet that it's going to go down right so you can go either way there's 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 two of those that's pretty cool I kind of like that I mean I, I like and if we, if we just have this short discussion about Jim Kramer because he's extremely bright he knows what he's doing he also breaks down stuff in a way that a lot of people it helps people like me understand and I appreciate that and he adds a lot of showbiz to it and he's going to boot scoot ski daddy and all this other shit it's fine it's good and he's I think he's got a good heart the problem is he has these little little blind spots like Lenny Dykstra <laughs> And shit yeah. like this. Well, and, and even to be even more fair, um, six weeks ago, there were very few, if any, people, any people who were saying, well, you know what? Six weeks from now, it's all going to blow up in a matter of hours and people are going to line up at the bank. And because of technology now, everyone has the ability to move millions of dollars with the touch of a finger. And so forget the old bank runs of it's a wonderful life. Okay. Where they, they have to all show up at the bank and oh, here's your money. Here, here, here's your, here, here, here's my, my wedding money is going to go. I'll pay you now. I'll, you, okay. That, how, how do you blow that? How do you blow that scene every time? How do you right. blow that scene? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but now it's, it's instantaneous. So it happened within a couple of hours on Friday that, that, you know, $40 billion, 
uh, was demanded by depositors and, and, and companies that had gigantic accounts there. So it, it went upside down. So, you know, there were, there were actually, so, anyway, so Kramer having talked about this six weeks ago, it's kind of, kind of unfair to, to put that one on oh, top se, of him. Per se, no, but he's got, and, and you, I think you recall the, the ass whipping that John Stewart gave him. I think it was probably around two, two, 2009 when he played all the clips, which you could do, frankly, with a lot. You could do that with us. If well, did you, you actually, see, wait, did you, did you see a couple of weeks ago, John, John Oliver? And they, they 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 obviously have that program where you just put in a key word and it'll find every oh, yeah. clip of yeah. a person saying specific words, and they put together a medley of of Kramer clips about fifteen times. And of course, when you look closely, it you know, two thousand six. I mean, this isn't like he he's he's saying it you know all in in one week, but he keeps mentioning the brand of suit that he's wearing. It's some expensive Italian suit. Okay. <laughs> you know, these are like $2,000, $3,000 suits. It's pretty funny. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't prove anything because you know what, Britt, I'll bet if uh, we went through our vast now That's archives true. of, of, true. of about 20 years together, you could, you, you got us saying the same things over and over again. So I'm not going to, I wouldn't tag him on, on this one, but um, he's also very contrite when he gets caught and he does own up to his, he owns up to his mistakes. Like a couple of years ago, he was like literally weeping because, uh, you know, Facebook had, had fucked up and gone cr- crazy in the metaverse. And that's when the stock went down. And he was like, I, yeah. I fucked up. I thought Zuckerberg had this. And I, I, and he was, he was genuinely, I think, upset about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, uh, we, we don't know what's what's going to happen the rest of the day, let alone the next week or the next month on this. There seems to be, except among the most whack job libertarian fuck faces plus Donald Trump, this idea that uh, nothing should have been done. This bank should have been allowed to completely fail and the depositors should have been screwed. And uh, if you were a startup company, that had worked with Silicon Valley Bank for any number of years, and you had a, a $10 million account with them. I think Roku is the uh, most famous example of uh, a company exposure. you would recognize that has a lot of money and, and, and tough shit, Roku. Fuck you. Well, there's okay. a lot, of, but there's a lot of startups you never heard of who aren't going to be right. able to make what is it exactly. payroll? Well, they're not going to be able to pay their people. So, and Roku, That's you know, you should have been smart enough. If you had ten million dollars, you divide that by forty. You go to forty different banks, you open forty different accounts at two hundred fifty thousand dollars each, and you're covered <laughs> by FDIC insurance. Wake is this- up. Is this your advice? This is your yeah. your financial well, but and accounting. That, li- wait, but that's the libertarian. Jesus, uh, really? Uh, prescription for this, you know, never, never have more than, you know, the, uh, the, the maximum two fifty in, in any account. It's a business account, and they'd been around for forty years, so, so no one thought. But it was mismanagement, and the solution is to uh, screw the investors, the people who hold the stock of that company. There, you know, that goes to zero. And uh, the executives are done. They're gone. They're they're through. And uh, the F- Federal Reserve takes over the bank, and they uh, they're going to make everybody whole 
even if it's uh, over the $250,000 FDIC insurance limit. And now give us, uh, then, now give us your, now give us your investor take as a guy who's been investing for a while. Do you think this bleeds over into the greater financial well, sector and all this other stuff? It, well, it already is. It, I mean, it is, it is. Cause you know, there, there's no such thing as one cockroach. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> there, there just, just isn't. And, and I know that because I saw Scarface, and doesn't he use that word a lot, cockroach? <laughs> that is your that is your studied textbook that you get. That your there's more than one cockroach. Mark, mark me all you want. <laughs> mark me all you want. Yeah, how but, many Academy right. Awards did that thing win? Huh? huh? Right, right. But um, there's there there's no way to know whether this will restore enough confidence over a period of uh, weeks and months that a lot of money won't be moving around uh out of mid-size and smaller banks to the the bigger ones which if that happens that's bad because that'll just drive up costs for people that want to do this kind of borrowing to start businesses and things of that sort it's just not a good thing and we've already had we already have so many fewer banks in this country than we had 25 or or 30 years ago, so fewer of them. And it's, it's not good, but these, and, and by the way, uh, who is that idiot? James Comer, that yeah. idiot yeah. congressman yeah. Yeah. who uh, claimed that this happened because of the woke policies. I do love that. Of that, of that bank. The now, he's not been able, he's not been able policy. to enumerate or quantify what those policies were, has he? Well, it's my theory that this is proving that the uh, word woke is having more and more diminished returns upon its use when you try to apply it for everything. You know, Britt, you know why Carolina had a bad season in basketball? Why is that? Because, because of wokeism. Woke. Oh, wokeism. wokeism. You no can doubt. see it. You, you, you can, can apply, see it. Let's start applying it to everything you know that special section they had at the dean smith center where transgender folks could sit i knew that was going to backfire i knew that was a bad idea is that is that what they did at the uh, silicon valley bank is that oh we have a transgender checking account anybody who's transgender it's the uh it's the sex you're assigned at birth and the one that you uh transition to you each get fifteen hundred dollars and so i know you're just guessing that but it's true Oh, all right, wait a minute. So uh, I, got the, I, I got the clip of the day, and uh, if if you were uh, with us for our previous podcast, we didn't realize until it was over that we had this absurd uh, audio glitch where you could not hear the clips. You could not hear them. We could hear them fine, and we actually don't know why it turned out to be that way. We We have no idea, and so we're going to try to use a different uh, method today. We have a Trump cultist and self-proclaimed prophet named Hank Kuhneman. He's out of Omaha, Nebraska. Hello. Hank Kuhneman. And I know that my wife, I don't know whether you have ever been a proponent of the Melania body double conspiracy theory. I never bought into it. I always thought it was her. But now we have the Joe Biden body double conspiracy theory would you like to hear it i'd love to okay let's see if we can uh, get this guy going here you 
build your life on sand and be woke, it'll fall. You can build your church on woke, it's going to fall. Or you can build it on the rock, which is the kingdom of God, and it'll stand no matter what happens. Wind, floods, rain, egg prices, inflation, a fake administration, 46 that does not exist. Interesting that God said that from the very start, November 4th. This is a fake administration. It doesn't exist. Why would he say that? And then you got a guy, when I look at pictures, I don't know how many guys are trying to be him. Oh, you're a conspiracist. No, I'm a realist. I'm a cartoonist. I can recognize when somebody doesn't look the same. First of all, you got different looking eyes, different looking head, different looking earlobes. Well, Pastor, you're, you're just one of those conspiracies. I don't read conspiracies. I don't even listen to the news. I'm just telling you when I've seen uh, does does he realize that everything he described is someone who has had what we call work done on on his hair on on, on his skin on a facelift on and that affects your ears? But okay, let, let's keep going with it. What are you trying to do? You're trying to pull the wool over our eyes, and I ain't buying it because I ain't deceived. That's just a side note, because I had to put a little political commentary in there. <laughs> look at Revelation 13, verse 8. Oh, look him up. I even matched his signatures once. Somebody sent it to me. I'm like, I ain't the same signature. Are you uh, fucked up? That, that, that says, by the way, and all the dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. What the fuck does that mean? I've known. Well, he's, if, if you were missing uh, the people he was given the amen course there, that was a church. He's a pastor at a church in Omaha called the Lord of hosts church. I've been doing, um, we got about 20 seconds left of this. If you want me to yeah, go for it. Boy, some people are mad right now. Oh God. So mad. Oh, don't mess with my Biden. Well, no, B-Y-E-D-O-N-E, Biden. There you go. I'm not playing their game. Ha, 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 ha. I'll tell you what. Ha, ha. That guy's got it. He's good. He's real good. <laughs> there are, uh, I'm, I'm having my eyes open to this stuff because I'm looking into this stuff a little bit more. Did you hear about the rise and fall of uh, Mars Hill? Did I tell you about that podcast a couple years ago? No. It was one of the hot podcasts, particularly during the pandemic from Christianity Today. Um, and it was about this guy with this church in Seattle and his name is Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll is the guy. And they had like the radio guy, Mark Driscoll that we know different. This is a guy who's a little five foot 10 piece of shit who has like all kind of macho bravado, knock this battery off my shoulder issues. And he was a pastor at a church that had over a hundred thousand people in three or four different States. And he fucked it up because he didn't want to be, didn't want to give up control of the church. He's now at the Trinity Church in Arizona. And I was looking at one of his recent sermons and he's preaching. In the past, some of these assholes used to be a little bit oblique, a little bit covert about their message toward liberals and uh, the LGBTQ. This guy's just fucking, he's going out against it. He's just destroying it. And that's that's more and more happening in in more and more Christian circles is that they're just coming out and saying shit and just basically saying, if you're a liberal, if you believe in Black Lives Matter, if you support the LGBTQ community, go fuck yourself. You're not part of this church and we hate you and you're going to hell. I mean, just like like really kind of kind of saying it in that fashion. Well, would you want to be a part of that church if you were? (laughs) 
No, one of those dispossessed groups. I, I would mean, I, no. I would like to. I would like for someone who preaches the word of God and pretends to follow the teachings of Jesus to at least say, "I don't uh, think your point of view is correct, but I want you here and I want you to be saved." That's what I want. And and anyone who seeks, certainly, I was talking about this with my mom, and I said, "Surely to God, fifty fifty two years ago." There had to be people in pulpits all over the place talking about hippies and the women's rights movement and all the burning your bra and all that shit. Certainly, there had to be that shit, too, right? And this is just well, another flavor of that. You know what? I was one of those people, Britt. But I changed. <laughs> I changed. And then there were people, you know, there were people in white pulpits across America who were talking about Dr. King stirring shit up and how this integration thing was wrong and all that other shit. I mean, this is just another flavor of that. That's all this is. They can use body double shit all they want to and all this other horse shit that they have. And it's not godly. It's not biblical. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, uh, you gave me an entree here. You gave me an entree. Uh, because, and as you know, Britt, I used to be from Ohio. And uh, back when I lived in Ohio as a kid, I went to the public schools and uh, back then, it was either, you know, you went to the public schools or if you were really wealthy, you know, there were there were certainly private schools back then, of course. But we we went to the uh, the public schools and uh, I didn't realize how deprived I was living in that oppressive atmosphere of the 1960s when I was in elementary school and, and things of that sort, because now Ohio is the land of freedom. The is land it? of freedom. That's right. Because <laughs> there, well, you're, you don't don't laugh about this. Um, <laughs> the state of Ohio has uh, passed legislation, and it's backed up by the Board of Education, essentially saying you can teach any damn thing you want, and we will send you taxpayer dollars and. Uh, they use as an example um, this couple, uh, and they're getting about $22,000 if they get the tax money from uh, that would cover all four of their kids. By the way, this is called House Bill 11. Uh, it says there would be a universal voucher system. Uh, it would cost the taxpayers of Ohio a billion dollars, but you get to teach any damn thing you want these are non-chartered private schools that don't have to follow any education headlines and they found a they found a couple katcha and logan lawrence they live in the upper sandusky and they run the neo-nazi dissident homeschool network oh channel. good oh good it's on it's on telegram wherever you get your telegram uh and they teach wonderful, wonderful concepts. And I didn't learn this. I know you didn't learn this in your public school. That Dr. Martin Luther King was, quote, a deceitful, dishonest, riot-inciting Negro. We had, to wait, <laughs> we had to wait until later to hear someone like Jesse Helms in effect. Well, now, so, hang on a second. H hang on a second. I think these people are behind the times. He's a Republican now. MLK was, a, according to today's uh, Republican Party, remember, they, we've right. redeemed him. He was a right. communist. Back in, in 1967, and then over time, he's he's developed and evolved, and he was actually a Republican. That's what well, they would I, have you. In, in a way, doesn't that 
sort of confuse the issue even more. <laughs> Doesn't that make it even more problematic that uh, you're, you're, you're trying to push this on your kids? The Lawrences openly advocate white supremacist ideologies with the aim of making the kids become, quote, wonderful Nazis. <laughs> wonderful Nazis. They started this group on telegram because they were having a rough time finding nazi approved school material for their homeschooled children it's, so, it's, it, so it's, it's, it's brutal it's, uh, it's brutal you know you, you try to get a good curriculum going and there's just nobody doing it these days yeah yeah uh they've shared lesson plans that include hitler quotes pictures of a cake that she baked for hitler's birthday and a recording of her kids saying seagull in unison the Ohio Department of Education, after this story got out, said it was investigating the Lawrences and the neo-Nazi homeschool network. But so far, um, nothing, nothing can be done, according to the Department of Education. They're already saying, well, there's just nothing we can do. You know, you got you got to be fair, Britt. This can't <laughs> just be about things you agree with. You have to protect speech. From people you know, that you uh, disagree with. You know, uh, Johnson and Tofty, those guys that you talked to in Las Vegas one time, the guy that said fuck on your uh, on your radio show at Rock 92 back on Randall oh, Monroe. Boy. You know, when you <laughs> when you drag up shit like that, was, it, was that because of the uh, the, the basketball tournament? Was I think a, it was. I think like that's what Duke it was. UNLV game. Was this was, was, this like was Brad's mistake because the guy goes, hey, do you have a delay there? <laughs> And Brad goes, yeah, yeah, we got like six second delay. And the guy goes, well, fuck you. And it didn't, it didn't, there was no delay. Anyway, Johnson and Tofty, I think on their last day on the air, they, they had a cake with like a swastika on it and they drove a VW Beetle through the cake. They, they crushed it with a VW Beetle. That was one of their wacky stunts. See, they should do that in their little Nazi school. That would be but, a fun thing to do. But it was, I just feel like we, we didn't get the, the full spectrum of uh, ideas presented to us when we went to school, Britain. That's why we're such narrow-minded well, adults. Isn't that the problem with the stupid-ass, dumb shit phrase, fair and balanced? Some ideas, I'm sorry, don't deserve to be balanced out. You know, cancer is bad and it killed my mother. Well, you know what? It lowered the carbon footprint for the planet. Great point. Fair and balanced. I mean, it's such a stupid thing. Well, wait a minute. We can be even more concrete right now with, with that. The world financial system almost completely collapsed 15 years ago. Hasn't been that long. Really hasn't. Yeah, really hasn't. And from the uh, Department of What Have We Learned, uh, the answer this day seems to be not enough. Mm. Um, but right afterwards, there were some changes that were made and those changes involved saying to banks, you got to tighten your shit up and we're going to inspect you, uh, every, whatever period that they, uh, they use to come in there and, and look at what's going on and what you're doing and whether you're protecting not just your assets but the assets of the depositors and the shareholders and everybody else involved and you got to pass what they call these stress tests these stress tests and it worked pretty well it worked pretty well and then in 2018 that's right in the middle of trump's term they decided to back off on this regulation these regulations and 
just like what you just said about education, there really should not have been a on one hand and then on the other hand, because the penalty for being wrong is what we have now. The penalty for being too easy on human nature, I guess that's what you have to attribute it to. If you give someone some rope, (laughs) they'll just ask you for more rope. That's what we found. And uh, Silicon Valley, just in general, is thrived because of their open libertarian ideas on a, a lot of things, probably including finance, but it's not just them. Uh, nobody was forced to take their, their money or open accounts with them or do business with them. But now here we are. Uh-huh. And uh, this is not about, well, you know, uh, in real America, like in Indiana, they just think that they're getting their comeuppance out there. I don't got no business with no Silicon Valley Bank. Yes, you do. Uh-huh. You have plenty of business with Silicon Valley Bank because everything that we do every day, this podcast that we're doing right now, I guarantee you, is ultimately the result of the uh, efforts of people who have been or worked for or came up, came up with ideas on their own or with companies that did business with Silicon Valley Bank and helped fund their growth. Maybe not today, maybe not five years ago, but it could have been 15 or 20 years ago. Technology is a thing. I just heard about this. Somebody told me. <laughs> all right. And uh, if, if people are going to revel in this and not think it's going to cascade, not just across you know, tech companies, they're out of their mind. They're completely out of their mind. Uh, let me remind you that I believe that technology is its still at about 20% of the Standard & Poor's 500, uh, 20% of the, the uh, stocks in the five. And it's probably greater than that based on the fact that, you know, some of the top stocks are, you know, Apple and Google and you know, worth tons of money. Um, so, to have an ex-president reveling in this and to have other people think that the uh, best idea would have been for nothing to be done. And uh, let's just let the chips fall where they may. What about moral hazard? Now they're all going to go out and do the same thing. If you bail, oh. these, okay. The, 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 again, this is not a bailout the way it was done in 2008, 2009, where uh, none of the executives of these banks paid any kind of a price. Well, these executives, they're gone. Their toast. In fact, the most horrible part of this in terms of anecdotal stuff is that apparently about three days before Friday, which would have taken you back to uh, last Tuesday or, or Wednesday, they handed out the bonuses for the year. Yeah. How did that work out? Everybody. Including how did, how was that good? The executives at this bank. Were, the, were the executives, they, they made out pretty well, right? They did okay? Yeah. okay. Uh, and I, I would direct you to Elizabeth Warren's column today. In yeah. the New York Times about that and and other things, and that money should be yanked back immediately because you can't sell me on the idea that these guys had no idea the shit was about to hit the fan. So let's make hay while the sun is still shining. Here's that's, your money. Don't. But I, I, I mean, 
I give I give it Donald Trump this much credit. At least he's openly saying rooting for the economy to fail. You have a group of people that are in the United States House of Representatives, Republicans in the Senate, that are at least, if if not, they're they're being a little more artful about it. They're rooting for the economy to fail, but they're not being honest about it. At least he's being he's an asshole, and he'll come out and say it. Well, again, faint praise. <laughs> I mean, he's still a dick, and it's still it's bad for yeah. the country. But the most important thing for him is it's good for him. Jim Jordan and uh, Matt Gates and MTG and uh, all of these people, Lauren Boebert, some of these people, Gosar, Biggs, Here, some of these assholes. The they're all they're all rooting for the American economy to go tits up for sure. I I, I don't I don't know if you're 100 percent right on that, but even if you're 50 percent right on that, it is the most self destructive stupid thing that you could be right now. And I'll just pick your, your favorite congressman, Jim Jordan. Yeah. He's from, he's from central Ohio. Well, the uh, biggest bank in central Ohio is called Huntington bank. You've probably heard of it. Huntington bank shares. It's fairly is the big. name. And they became much bigger than just an Ohio, uh, yeah. central Ohio bank. It's where I got my first car loan huh. uh, many years ago. Um, but they're a big regional bank now. 25,000 employees. Yeah. Um, pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty big. Um, but if you, Jim Jordan, think that this is going to punish the uh, Birkenstock-wearing liberals out in uh, Silicon Valley only, and it won't – no. Look at, look at every bank stock today that you can think of. Oh, yeah. They're all getting killed. They're all getting killed, and it's uh, – I, mean, I haven't looked. I don't know how they're doing right now, but I'm sure it's well, the markets overall are doing pretty well. And it, may, it gives me hope that perhaps we'll be able to compartmentalize this and kind of stop the bleeding. Do you think that that's possible? Uh, I would just n never, ever, ever take a one day. Yeah, I know we're in the opening innings. I know this is, where, this is like the first you know, matter. You know, when we get done, you know, 20 minutes after we get done, your phone may have a notification <laughs> that will, uh, uh, you know, be be horrible it, it, it could happen but um i think and you know somebody pointed this out this is true they were lucky that this happened on a friday okay because it gave everyone all the stakeholders including the people of the federal reserve and the people in the treasury department and uh the people in industry that are trusted the weekend to be able to get their shit together on this because if this has happened you know, on a Monday or a Tuesday, well, you know, then the financial markets close at four o'clock in the afternoon and uh, you've got yourself about uh, 16 hours to make a decision about what you're going to do before you get the next rendering of judgment from the financial markets. This gave them the whole weekend to do that. So, yeah. so that was a, that was kind of a, a lucky break. Sometimes Black Friday's not as bad as you thought. So then you can start the conspiracy theory that this actually that they planned it that way. Oh, Though yeah. the Biden administration engineered it so it would happen on a Friday, so he wouldn't have to take all the heat. <laughs> you can you can start that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know there is video of every president going back to Reagan uh, because there have been not identical, but equivalent or worse moments that happen and you know reagan had to say it obama had to say it trump had to say it 
Bush had to, they, they all had to do it at some point. The financial system of the, the banking system is, is sound. Our economy is sound. It's not going to fall. They all have to say that. And you just don't ever want that to be used later on when things get worse, because then they, they take that and they, they run that one up the flagpole over and over again. Hate to see that. Um, but so far, so far, what they're doing, I think, makes some some sense. Uh, but, Britt, you need to apologize to me. You do need yeah. to apologize to me. You have to say, Brad, I've been trashing you and making fun of you and making you cry because you've been doing business with Bank of America for the 37 years that you've lived in North Carolina. Yeah. And they hate you, me. Yeah. And they torture you and they, they high fee the shit out of you. Yeah. Why do you stay with them? Why do you stay with them? No, 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 no. Just apologize because. No, I'm want, not apologizing for that. I don't have to move my money to a more secure. Every, every time, every fucking time you would like shove Clark Howard down my throat. Well, Clark Howard says this and that's not what you're saying. And Clark Howard begged you for years to get away from bank of america to there were fucking there were like credit unions and community banks all over here that were begging for your money and just because these assholes yeah, and, in know, Silicon I would feel, and, and do you do you feel secure at a much smaller financial institution right now i do hopefully you do and the what they did over the weekend was designed to make you feel more secure at a smaller financial institution and i would i would hate i, I, to hope, think I that, hope it holds out the way and of course i'm just giving you shit over nothing i, I would hate to think but, that the takeaway for some people is god i gotta get my money in a huge bank but i've got to be safe so i gotta go really? to fucking you need, well, you need to get out more and read more because that that's is, what they say oh, what okay. more, well All no right. no the, the here's here's the thing it's that's stupid what we, we talked about that the, the large banks have been still subject to the tough regulations and therefore are really truly are not subject to using a high percentage of their money that gets deposited to uh, buy longer term securities mm. that would have to get called back in quickly to cover a lot of people running in and demanding their money at any time. It's just not going to happen at JP Morgan or, I'll, I'll lose God my money. I hate to even say this. Wells fucking Fargo. Okay, I'll, I'll lose my issues. money. I'll lose my money twenty times over at a fucking before I ever go to a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America. Both of which can kiss my ass. No, I hope. Uh, it, I hope it turns out to not matter. I. I but I'm just saying I, that that right now, right now, at this moment, um, because of what the Congress did and what Trump did. Well, I'm going to take the uh, the shackles off. There's going to be freedom. Well, there's know, other. There was once a broadcaster, Britt. Let me tell you, his name was Paul Harvey. <laughs> and Paul used to say, "With for great freedom comes great responsibility." Yeah. And well, the, these bankers, your, your two are, choices are not Bank of America or the Silicon Valley Bank. Those are not your two two options. There's there's a lot more that's in between there. If well, anybody, not, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it has to be Bank of America, but I'm, I'm saying that the the largest banks, it's not just those four. There's there's some that are that are almost as large as them that are still subject to the regulations. Um, but once you get past the top 
15 or so names. These are the, the, the brand names that, you know, yeah. anything beyond that, uh, you, you just hope that they've been more responsible, that management has been way more responsible than these people out in California. They started doing this. Who, who let it go. And you know, I'm, you know what? I'm sure most of them are, but sometimes that doesn't matter. If everybody at once gets the same idea and say, so, I got my phone with me. I can just move my money right now. I'm going to start, I'm gonna they start making bank, I'm going to move it over to a money market fund at uh, Fidelity or Schwab or, or something like that. And uh, that's the end of the bank. That's going to be the end of the bank if everybody does that. If they start making touchy-feely commercials for the fucking NCAA tournament from Bank of America and Wells Fargo, and they're like, hey, there's been a lot of problems out there. Oh, then, you know, no, we're, I want to see that. I want to see that bullshit. Not, I want to try to that, sell that. No, they're they're not that stupid. It'll just hey, be the usual pablum that's annoying. Hey, this is Wells Fargo. <laughs> I know I know that we butt fucked a lot of people and we took it. We paid the largest fine in U.S. history for a bank. But we love you. Bring your money over here instead of shit stain first national of, of shitsville. Hey, hey, come on over. If they start doing shit like that, I, I'm, I'm going to puke. You're going to see me vomit a lot during these NCAA tournament games. If they start doing that, hey, let's get the ad agency and push some shit. And talk about how we're we're your real community. Hey, you know what? You know what I saw? I saw the vasectomy uh, uh, ads and all that for March Madness because you're going to be stuck to your couch for a number of weeks. So it's a good time to get a, <laughs> to get a vasectomy. You know, you know when I you know when I got my vasectomy. Do you remember the date that I got my vasectomy? Um, because it's a no, date that I, will live in infamy. For some reason, I don't remember the date you got your vasectomy. Uh, January 6th, 2021. <laughs> that would be the day I got my balls clipped. <laughs> January 6th, 2021. You know, so also got his balls clipped on that day. A young man named Jacob Chansley. You know him as the Q Shaman. 